All right, welcome to another episode of Real Estate First Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey. We have the one and only Mr. Dan Gandy. Welcome, Dan. What's up, everybody? Glad to be here. Awesome, man. Thanks for joining us today. And today we have a very special guest all the way from Florida. This individual helps buy side, sell side, and investors in South Florida, luxury real estate advisor with Compass. We have... Steve on Real Estate First Technology. Welcome to the show, Steve. Hey guys, how you doing? This is Steven Kupchan here with uh, Luxury Advisor Compass in Miami Beach. I service all of South Florida, anywhere from Fort Lauderdale all the way down to Coral Gables. My specialty is um, the 1 million range and I do commercial as well. And uh, that's it. Awesome, man. Well, welcome to the show. I was, I said Steve, and then you said Steven. So we'll make sure to keep on with Steven. <laughs> it sounds like that's probably more like how you like to be introduced. And so the show is all about you, man, and your business. We want to just kind of deep dive into that. So tell us a little bit about your beginning. So how long you've been in the business? What made you get into the real estate business just to kind of kick off the show? Yeah, great question. So I grew up in Toronto, Canada, and I've always been around a lot of friends of mine who've been uh, real estate brokers, real estate investors, people that renovate homes and sell them, you know, flip homes. And my folks have been buying properties all around the country. So when I decided to move to uh, the United States in 2016, particularly here in South Florida, I was kind of dabbling in various businesses. And I saw that the real estate market was booming and people were making a lot of money. And I saw, you know, different opportunities there. Uh, not till 2019 that I actually um, get my real estate license, uh, fully licensed then. Nice. And I was kind of discovering myself, seeing which route I want to go, because there's so many different routes. There's people that do just uh, residential. There's people that do just commercial, industrial. Um, you know, I know people that literally just focus on uh, short-term rental. So I kind of dabbled in, in the beginning, did a few other things. I was still working on my previous business and uh, sales. And then about 15, 16 months ago is when I went full, full-time into real estate. I worked with a company. Um, in, out of Coral Gables. And about a month ago, I actually joined with Compass here in Miami Beach. And that's where, you know, most of my business has taken off about 12 months ago. Wow. That, that's awesome. And it's so true too. There's so many different directions and things that you could do. Uh, and on our show here, Real Estate First Technology, we primarily focus on like residential real estate professionals, but there's syndications, there's so much. So we definitely had some wild card episodes on the show. So we definitely, definitely can relate to you on that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your business as far as like now that you've been full-time just focusing and, and, and I want to kind of focus more on how, when you did get focused and you're now with luxury and you know that you're at the 1 million marker, um, and you've been really focused just with compass. I think you last, last 16 months, you said, so what has that done for your business being more focused last past 12 months, as far as like buy side, sell side transaction volume, has it really helped you? Yeah, so Compass uh, is a great company and they offer tons and tons of tools just being an agent with them. Uh, their tech is amazing and that, you know, I'm not trying to preach to the choir, but I, you know, obviously made the decision to join Compass be based on the fact that they're very advanced AI technology, all the different tools they offer us. I do a lot of um, 
um, prospecting. So I love, I love the option to find out an information of a property, who owns it, um, reach out to them, see if they want to sell, if they want to do so. In this kind of doggy dog market, um, there's a lot of pro- proactive agents, a lot, of, a lot of reactive agents. Yeah, I like to be both. Um, okay. I want to be more proactive because in a seller's market, as you, you know, people know in South Florida, um, no one's going to hand you a $4 million client on a silver platter. I mean, you'll get <laughs> referrals and stuff, but most of the work you'll have to do yourself and think outside the box. Some of my most successful uh, listings and sales have been because I thought it's out of the box. I either, you know, reached out to someone um, through a CRM or a dialer or expired listings or canceled listings and whatnot. So having a really good CRM with great organization, having um, good tech to do, create CMAs and marketing material for homeowners who are, um, you know, kind of already getting bombarded with other agents. So you got to kind of stick out and think outside the box, not just Hey, buddy, you want to sell your home, but offer them some value. If you bring mm-hmm. value to any person, whether it's a seller or a buyer, um, through tech and marketing material, I think you can build a relationship with them because that's the point is if you can build a relationship rather than just have one transaction, that will go a further um, you know, route and you'll obviously get a sale in the, as a result of that. I love that. That's awesome. So do you focus more on the buy side or sell side or both? Like what's your sweet spot? So- so obviously, you know, every realtor, every real estate professional you ask, uh, you know, the secret is to focus on the listings because it's, you get the same result, half the work. Um, and however, it's funny in a seller's market, I've actually had more transactions as a buyer's agent. However, mm. I had, I had, I'm about, uh, so for every, we'll say two thirds buy one third uh, list. That's how, how it's been. Nice. That's awesome. That's great. So I got a couple last questions before we go to the mix-up round and change up the camera angle. Uh, so what kind of separates you? So if it, it, agents listening to it right now or, or watching right now, what is something that can take from you know the way that you approach your business? Because it sounds like you actually worked with some buyers, had some success, even in this type of market with low inventory. So what would be like that? What separates you? Like It sounds like you already said a little bit of like thinking outside the box. Is there anything else that someone else could maybe... You know, take from you to apply to their business? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Of course. So I'm not really, I'm not afraid to answer my phone any time of the day. Um, but I mean, that's pretty basic, you know, just always be there for my client, yeah. guide them from A to Z. A lot of agents are, uh, you know, want to just be involved in the negotiation or looking for properties. Um, they're not really present in, in the inspection period or really involved with the lender or the insurance company or the, you know, condo association, if that's relevant, Hmm. just they do their part and they kind of delegate, which is okay. But if you want to build a long-term relationship, it's okay to be more involved in that person's uh, A to Z kind of transaction. They'll be more grateful because not everyone is an experienced buyer or experienced seller. They want to be a reassured things that yes, sir, it's okay to, you know, adjust price and lower it a bit. Or yes, mm. ma'am, it's okay. It's okay to, you know, uh, do a, you know, a mold inspection, or it's okay to, you know, pay an extra point point with mm-hmm. a lender because you're mm-hmm. getting this, this, and the other. So you got to really educate people. And then obviously, um, the fact that I can speak uh, seven languages fluently, I can <laughs> oh, speak wow. to clients 
all around the world. That's amazing. Uh, I live in Miami. Miami is probably the most international f- buyer-friendly city in America, if not the world. And the fact that I could communicate with 85, 90% of all that buyers that are filtered through Florida, I don't need to uh, delegate or refer clients that most people do not understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, basically a good gateway to um, other real estate professionals all over the country and the world that their clients are, you know, if someone, for example, lives in, you know, Mexico or Brazil and uh, they want to come here, I can deal with them. And that's how I kind of build my relationship and my reputation on being that um, multilingual agent mm-hmm. and just having sales skills, you know, sales skills that I brought from my previous jobs and customer service skills and really uh, focusing on the relationship rather than the transaction. Wow. I love that. I actually checked you out, looked at some of your Google reviews and people are like, yeah, this guy knows his stuff and this and that. So I could definitely now tell that like some things are now kind of coming together for me after just doing some research, now having you in the show, which is great. So I'm curious, the last question I have, well, I'll say two more questions I have. So what are the seven languages? I want to know what are the seven languages going to speak? Because I know so everyone's it, curious. Yeah, exactly. So I speak English, I speak Spanish, I speak French, Italian, Portuguese, Russian, Hebrew, and Arabic. Arabic's the last language I, I was learning. Wow, wow. that's, that's amazing. And you, you find yourself to have enough time to speak with, or do you have different friends that are in those different categories of language so you can keep up on the language itself? I know if you don't use it, you lose it. So you've got to stay on top exactly, of Exactly, yeah. So I'm, I've been grateful to have clients from all walks of life. I haven't really been using French or Italian so much. In fact, Arabic, um, I don't think I've ever spoken to a client in that language, but most of the other languages, you know, Spanish, Portuguese, yeah, yeah. Hebrew, Russian, English, I use them frequently. Um, wow. I'm, you know, I'm grateful to be in a community where everyone's from different, you know, walks of life. Yeah, man, that's awesome. So the last actual question I have that was a little off subject matter before I give it to Dan for the mix up round is technology, right? Real estate versus technology on the show. We talk a lot about like traditional ways, like you said, like you're making phone calls and you're going through the process, expired listings, a lot of traditional ways that you're getting yourself out there utilizing technology. But now for the new ways, like since you've been in the business, how has technology evolved as far as your outreach, right? Like I have your Instagram behind me, but what type of technology you're using now or you adapted to since you got into the business to now that's helped you bring in business so definitely have a really good crm it's very important that that your crm could create bulk emails and just uh, email flows and marketing where you can send out weekly or monthly newsletters you need to be top of mind so any any tech that allows me to uh, be top of mind with my clients whether it's a phone call or an email or you know or a text message or a weekly newsletter that's very important as well you want to be able to actually send your clients data people like market updates and anything that allows um, any tech that allows my clients to know how many listings are you know sold last week in their neighborhood or how many are under under contract or how many how many days are things on the market if they're considering selling. So it's very important that uh, people have marketing and data. I think those are any, any technology that allows clients and uh, consumers to have this information will actually allow you know, the real estate professional to, be, to win that business, I think. Wow. I love that. Keep it to the basics, man. Keep it to the basics. So I'm going to go ahead and switch up the camera angle. I'm going to hand it off to Mr. Dan Gandy. Take it away for our mix-up round. Awesome. Thanks, Norman. A lot to kind of digest through here, but from a tech side, um, you know, 
is there any new technology that you're you're going to be dabbling with in 2022 that might be beneficial to your business or something you've wanted to uh, explore? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, just constantly uh, using tech that will allow me to prospect more and uh, and create more advertisements. I guess I already have a you know program that I'm working with that allows me to create Facebook ads and uh, Google ads and things like that. So anything that allows me to create more advertising, whether it's paid or um, other forms of advertising and allow me to have a program or something that I can prospect faster. Mm -hmm. So um, there are programs out there that include dialers and information about homeowners where you can reach, you know, instead of calling manually, I don't know, 50 homeowners, you can call 300 at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah quick nice. dialers and then there's just just ways to really uh get to the homeowner i think if if all these barriers are removed and finding a way to um get to the source i think that's that those are that's tech that's priceless you know no I love it that. is it totally is i think uh ultimately the uh, uh getting more efficient is really what you're, you're hitting on and, and being able to prospect more, increase your contacts with clientele, as well as your, your market intelligence that you talked about with data. Um, what would you say is the most beneficial piece of your business that makes you successful? Uh, the fact that I could, that I'm not scared to knock on that door or call, cold call someone. I know a lot of agents, whether even if they're connected and they're, you know, referral basis, getting them, making the millions of dollars. I think anyone that could wake up at six in the morning and, um, you know, create a boiler room situation if they needed to, or knock on a door to try to get a listing or, you know, find prospects because not everyone grew up in the market they work in, right. They had to earn and get through their contacts themselves. So I think someone who's fearless and, um, that can find ways to just power through the, the laziness and the, you know, being the fear, fear of just getting on the phone with strangers. I think that's the way that has kept me successful. And I'm very grateful to my previous business that I was in where I knocked on doors and I made cold calls and that was literally the only way I could make money. So I utilized those skills. Obviously um, I'm very grateful for referrals and my sphere of influence, but I think speaking to strangers, that's number one. I think that's the number one thing that, kept me successful this year. I love it. I I think that's uh, what a lot of agents need to hear is two things that you brought up. One is relationships over transactions. And two is if you're going to be in real estate is, is getting over that fear or that, that hesitation of needing to talk to people. You're in a business that you need to communicate with people. And I think that is uh, it's, it's amazing how many people just rely on referrals or their sphere of influence for re- repeatable business. And then their pipeline has too much uh, inconsistency in it. And I think that uh, can always be uh, stacked in your favor if you, if you aren't afraid to, to open new relationships and build those. Last question for me really is, is that as you evolve in this luxury market, where do you see your business from a perspective of... Uh, building a team or becoming your own principal broker? How, how do you, how do you navigate what, what's your like three to five year goal? 
So definitely entrepreneurial minded. I'm not trying to be those, that single agent that just works, works, works 80, 100 hours a week and just grinds until they're burnt out. That's definitely not my style. I want to focus on, um, you know, leveraging my business for sure. So my, you know, this weekend I actually created an ad for an admin slash assistant that would help me organize my uh, business a little more for things I don't want to do. So not, the biggest thing is having an assistant, then I can start focusing on um, having agents that would work with me. So I'm, I thought about creating an, my own brokerage, but the overhead and all the problems that come with it are not really worth the extra commission I can make unless I, you know, acquire magically overnight, like a hundred agents, which is a lot of work. So I think for me, the biggest thing is I want to stay in that luxury market. I do want to, I like to dabble in commercial because it excites me. I don't, I'm not necessarily a master in it. I definitely think there are other people that do it better than me, but if I can create a team of people that focus just on rentals, so you, uh, you know, I don't have to say no to certain business, which I do right now. So if I can have a team of me working on my luxury stuff, have a, an assistant that could help with other, um, transactions that may necessarily I don't have time for and then have someone that would handle all the commercial stuff who's very versed in it. I think it's a great way to grow the business and just multiply and multiply and kind of grow in here in South Florida. That's awesome, man. Well, I wish you the best of luck. You got a, a great mindset. You have uh, you got the tools with Compass to be successful. And um, I think as you as you build this business, it's going to get more exciting and we're going to definitely have to have you back on here. I love it. I love it, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, Dan, for taking on that mix up rounds. So I have a couple last questions before we open up the floor to you, Stephen, so you can go ahead and leave the viewers and listeners with something that you want them to take from today's episode. So last couple of questions is, is expert. So have you thought about like anything with positioning as far as like, is there any type of niche or niche market you can go after? I know you're talking about luxury, but like, what's the next level for viewers and listeners out there that they could take from like advice if they want to get into the luxury market? Is there a way to reach out to them directly? Directly or find them directly or network with them directly because of some type of an event or what have you? Yeah. So it's, you know, you got to see where you are now. So what kind of look at your past five clients and see how you acquired them and where you're hanging out. I think if someone wants to go to the next step, whether it's in a new area or, or, or price point, I think they should change their where they're going necessarily. If someone's going to your, your local bar where the beer costs $3 and you know, the, there's fried, <laughs> fried, fried chicken for five bucks. That Those are the kind of uh, clientele they're looking for. There's nothing wrong with that, right? There are, there are yeah. agents that work on volume, but there are agents that are looking for the next step. So if you go to expensive cigar shops and wine bars and uh, find an, you know, find an activity that really costs a lot of money, like golf or tennis or skiing, um, and interact with these kind of people, I think that if you're looking to sell two, three, four million dollar houses and condos, if you hang around activities that cost 30, 40, 50 K to do, um, I think it's very easy for you to meet people, hand out cards, tell them what you're doing, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, um, there are a lot of events. I'm lucky to live in Miami. We have Art Basel and yacht shows and uh, Formula One and everything you can think of. From A to Z, literally, we are the number one international events, the city in the United States. So I'm grateful to wow. be here. And I could definitely network with art collectors and uh, cigar. We have cigar conventions. 
we have expensive wine tastings like once every two, uh, year, uh, maybe twice a year, food um, networks and things like that. So there's a lot of opportunity. And I know it's the same in other big cities. Don't get me wrong. I know New York and LA and San Francisco and Chicago and DC and Boston. These are all wonderful cities. So if any viewers live over there, Dallas, like I can name a bunch of cities. Not a sunny. You could, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not as sunny, but I know definitely there's other cities where you can do the same thing. I'm just speaking from my experience. So, you know, take look where you are now, see how you can shift to, you know, yes, maybe you'll have to spend three times as much as dinner, but is there an ROI? So if you go out for a steak rather than, uh, you know, well, Wendy's, is that going to bring you in more ROI if you mm. give your business card to a guy at the bar rather than, you know, someone at the gas station? Like, you got to just consider yourself. When you go out for dinner, are you using that time to grow your business as well? Or are you just having, you know, just killing time having a dinner, uh, a uh, meal, you know? That's awesome. Look for the opportunity. Go where that business is. Energy flows, energy goes. I absolutely love that. I think that's super cool. That's cool. So last question I have for, from me before we open up the round or open up the end of the show to you is a secret weapon. So if I wanted to list a home with you, I have a $1.2 million listing. What would be the secret weapon? What would be the thing that would basically make me be like, yep, Steven, you're the guy. I'm hiring you. So... You know, I use my language skills to my advantage, you know, post things in different languages all, all over different uh, social media groups from uh, people investing in, from all over the world, uh, create ads in different languages. So not only, you know, Spanish and English speakers could see, but people from all over the world and target these kind of folks, mm. uh, drone footage, you know, HD renderings, Matterport, just things like you want to make sure that the buyer is really in the house and feels it and pictures themselves stage it to a modern way where not only one kind of person could enjoy it, but everyone could enjoy it and just mm. really reach out to the top agents who are most likely to sell that listing. So go, you know, people don't want to do, do extra work. They just want to put an MLS and wait for some Joey to come and offer them, um, you know, uh, yeah. uh, a contract and it's easy in a seller's market, but do you want to maybe, you know, show your client that you're going an extra mile you want to you know possibly speak to some neighbors have an open house which are traditional things and people do them all the time but you can definitely have an extra you know an open house you can have an extravagant open house and attract different kind of people and don't be afraid to reach out to other agents and let them know that you have this listing don't be afraid to let the neighbors know because they're already living there they may have a cousin brother uncle co-worker who's looking to move to the area too so mm -hmm. you know people just assume things they need to just fit you know literally pick up the phone and ask it's it's better to get a no than get a maybe or wonder right yeah no i love that i think the biggest thing that i just took from that was confidence like building my confidence to feel that you had the tools, the resources, and the knowledge to sell my home for top dollar at the fastest. And that's where it's just like, I think a lot of people that are viewing or listening right now need to understand. It's like, you got to give them confidence. Got to be confident in yourself for someone else to have confidence in you for them to feel that you're that choice. Exactly. You're that first and only choice. I absolutely love that. Well, Steven, we're at this side of the episode right now. At the end of the episode, we want to just have the floor be open to you. So what would would you like our viewers and listeners to take from our episode as we close out today so just remember guys it's not all about the transaction you know uh think of your client think of 
really what's best for them. Yeah, you may, you know, you may send them a, a listing for a million, but what if it's really, what if really a $600,000 listing is better for them? And just be sympathetic to what the buyer wants or what the seller wants. Um, obviously, our job is to get the highest dollar or, you know, make a commission. But if you think of the person in, as a relationship and as a future, rather than just a paycheck and in and out quick thing, mm -hmm. that's how you really hold people uh, through the process. Because remember, when you make, when you make someone feel uh, good, and they'll always uh, connect that feeling to you and uh, feeling good in real estate is, you know, did you find them a home? Or did you find them an investment that makes the money? Uh, what do they do with that? You know, if they had kids in that house, they'll remember that real estate professional who really made mm. them feel good. So in real estate, there's emotional and there's logic, right? There's investments, commercial, multifamily, industrial. Those are more uh, logical decisions. Mm -hmm. And then there's the residential where your you know, first home, your dream home, home on the water, you know, your, the, the, your home with the first boat, waterfront, whatever, you know, your, your first home that you retired in, whatever the case may be, people always want to connect a feeling to it. So you always want to create that um, when you sell it, right? So when you go sell something, like just imagine your son playing in that huge backyard. Like, you know, if, if their budget's 800 to a million, but you see something for 1.2, use emotion to sell it to them because when they picture it here and feel it here there's nothing going to stop them like it's only an extra 200k i guarantee you the guy you know can afford it right if it's a, and mm -hmm. then if he, you want to make sure that you also um think outside the box right a lot of people are just waiting for deals to come their way or they're you know calling their friends and like remember your friends are not the ones that are going to make you millions you are going to make the millions mm -hmm. all your money is with people that you haven't met yet so the idea is to meet people. So network, prospect, you know, go out to your local grocery store, your local Starbucks, hand out a few cards. It's not a big deal. Just go up to someone and, you know, uh, and say, hey, how you doing? My name is Steven. I'm a local real estate professional in the area. Here's my business cards. If I ever need anything, give me a call, shoot me an email. I'd be glad to just talk, right? Don't really sell them something. Don't say, hey, buddy, you know, uh, there's a mm. new develop new development coming. They're going to feel like, oh, shit, like shield, you know? But if you kind of come at them with another angle of, I don't care whether you do or not, and kind of indifference, but showing them value, adding value to every interaction, I think that's going to go a very, very long way with um, real estate professionals. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Crazy, I, I love that. What did they say? People forget what you said and did, but they'll never forget the way you made them feel. And exactly. that's huge. That's what came to mind when you said that. Um, and I love that. You know, it's like at the end of the day, it's not always just about your next commission check. It's more about building that relationship because they're going to remember you and remember the way you made them feel. Well, Steven, thanks so much for being on Real Estate vs. Tech. This is a great episode. Thank you so much. And uh, appreciate your time. We had some technical difficulties, but no one would even know the difference. It looks great. You sounded <laughs> great with the headset. So that was awesome. And I have to Thank say you. the shirt, bro, the shirt, just boss. Straight up. <laughs> I love it. Simple. I just love the fun thing that's come to my mind is like, all right, Steve's the boss. Dan, <laughs> thank you so much for co-hosting yeah. today's show. Yeah. Glad to be here. Glad to meet you, Steven. I got some social thank media you guys. out and tagged you. So uh, I love it. Thank you. I'm gonna as soon as I get off, I'm definitely gonna uh, you know follow up on those. Sounds I got good, some man. I got some and I got excited some for the too. episode. I got some clips Great. too. So uh, amazing. Yeah, we'll 
We'll get you, we'll get you tagged. Check out our podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Real Estate First Tech, as our, is our intention for you to take something that you learned from our episodes to apply to your business to have more massive success. We will see you on the next one. Thank you for watching Real Estate vs. Technology, this week's brand new episode and making it to the end, your real one. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the notification bell so you'll be notified for new episodes that come out every single week on Fridays at 3.30 Pacific Standard Time. Also, if you comment on this episode and you like the episode, you'll help this episode get out to more individuals. And if you want to join our Facebook group page, just click a link. It's a Facebook icon on our profile page here on our YouTube channel. Join our group page, network with individuals all across the world, and share what technology you're using to grow your business. The next link is to join our Real Estate vs. Technology brand new IG or Instagram page. If you go on any of our stories, you can see who's going to be on Real Estate vs. Technology before it actually goes live on our YouTube channel. And the last link would be if you want to be on an episode of Real Estate vs. Technology. You pick a date and a time, we'll deep dive into your story and technology you're using to share that with other individuals that view our episodes weekly to inspire, enlighten, show up, and show out for people that love to watch these type of podcasts to have more success in their own business. Thank you so much for your continued support. We appreciate it. We will see you on the next one.